Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria. For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Look down to verse 29. Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? And Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and accomplish his work. Let's pray. God, we pray that you would just lay that on our hearts in a special way today. Father, that as we look for places to serve you in your kingdom, God, that it would be spiritual food to our souls and that we would be nourished and uplifted and refreshed as we serve you. We pray your blessing on each and every person in this congregation, each and every person in this body of believers, Lord God, that you would just speak to them, God, that you would just show us, God, your path for each one of us as individuals and as a body and how you want us to serve you. Bless our pastor as he ministers today, anoint his words, and let our hearts be challenged in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are a vegetarian, I, I don't want to pick on you today. I don't want you to feel pick on I, I am absolutely fine with, with vegetarians. There's things more meat to eat for me. So uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with it. Uh, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything. I, I, just, I just love it that Jesus said, I have meat to eat you don't know about. I'm glad he didn't say, I had a cheese plate that you don't know about. I'm grateful he didn't say, I had this wonderful veggie tray to eat that you don't know about. I am thankful he didn't say, I had a nice salad and some hummus and crackers that you don't know about. Not even pizza or a sandwich. I'm glad he said, I had meat to eat that you don't know about. Because, see, when I think about meat, I think about something that is really sustaining I think about meat. I think about a what do you, nice steak is nice. I don't know what he was thinking about, but I, I think about a nice steak. I, I love a good steak. Anybody like a good steak? Boy, a couple weeks ago, some folks had us over, and we had a feast at their house. They brought out this this steak for us. Not some little scrawny steak with fat and gristle on it. Overcooked it was a nice thick.
that day you're tired. But there's something in your spirit when you go home from a day like that. There's life inside of you. There's a pleasure that comes from God when you find that place of ministry and that thing. It's not just for the extremely committed. Something that when we're done with it, we can sit back on our laurels and retire. I've done enough. I mean, do you, really, do you want to retire from eating steak? You want to retire from that thing that sustains you and brings fulfillment to you and brings satisfaction to you. So what we see with Jesus here is he saw he saw the work of ministry of service differently than we see it. He experienced it differently. He's sitting out there and and and, and, and talking with the with this woman, and something different has happened. See, this is how the kingdom of God works. You do His will, and He pours His life into you. Don't miss that. Find that right fit. Give yourselves to it, and you'll have meat to eat you know not of. See, Jesus, they were they were traveling through Samaria. They were walking. It's hot. It, they're thirsty. They're physically worn out. They don't have a McDonald's to stop at or a Cracker Barrel to stop at. So they stop at the well, and Jesus sends them in to get some food. Go into town and get some food. But when they come back and offer him something, it was like, not now. Not now. What's happened? Jesus has seized on an opportunity to serve. Jesus has taken a moment to step out and to care for somebody else's need. And now a city's about to be changed. A whole community is about to be transformed by the power of God. And Jesus is sitting back and he's, he's just relishing in the moment of what's going on. This woman's life's about to be transformed. This whole community's about to be transformed. And they're, they're trying to give him food. He's saying, you know what, guys, I've got, I've got, I am so satisfied right now. I am so happy with what... I don't even want to think about food yet. We'll get to that later. I don't need to think about that right now. That'll come later. Because right now, right now, I have need to eat. But you can't even... You guys don't get it yet. You don't understand it yet. And they, and they truly didn't. See, here, here's kind of the kicker in it. Jesus was with someone that no one else in the group would have even spoken to. See, first of all, it was a Samaritan, and the Jews looked down their nose at Samaritans. And the Samaritans didn't care much for the Jews. So first of all, they had that great divide. But then secondly, it was a woman. And culturally and in every way, for him to speak to a woman at the well... That's just outside the bounds of everything. But like we talked last week, Jesus isn't one to get caught up in all of those things. And the church shouldn't be one to get caught up in all those prejudices and all those differences. He looked past all of that, all the stuff that culture would say, all the stuff that, 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 that their background would say. He looked past all that and he saw a living soul, a divine creation of his Father. 
accomplish our mission, our values have to be aligned with His values. And our values have to be aligned with each other. That's why we've been taking time these last couple of weeks to talk about what our values are. And the first one we talked about two weeks ago is that we, we believe the Bible is God's revelation of mankind and is our standard for faith and conduct. This is the way we're to live our life. We're to live it by the Word of God. That God has revealed Himself to us and His will to us through His Word. We're not to be influenced by our culture. Jesus wasn't with the woman on the well, at the well. He wasn't influenced by His culture when He went in and spent several days in that Samaritan city and revealed the, the prophets you know, and who He was to them until they put their faith in Him. He gave up all the cultural stuff. He followed what His Father wanted to be done. And we too should look at the Word of God and follow what, what God would have us to do. Now, at that growing core, there has to be an element of leadership. There has to be a growing group of people who say, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do what the Word of God tells us to do. And we're going to follow the Word of God. And we're going to encourage others to do the same. And so somebody comes around and writes something on our Facebook page or says that they're going to make some decision that's not in alignment with the Word. Just drives me crazy. Okay, just drives me crazy. I'll see somebody make some outlandish statement on Facebook about what they're going to do. They're so out of line with the word, and then I'll see 20 Christians going, Oh, praise God. They, oh, that's so great for you. We're celebrating with you. We're so happy for you. And I'm like, Wait a second. You're celebrating with them? You're happy for them? They are out of alignment with the word of God. How am I celebrating with them? The, the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy. This is how he does it. He does it by getting us to do things that are out of alignment with the Word of God. No, if you really love that person, you'd be saying, Hey, I noticed what you said on Facebook. Can we get together and talk? Can we get together and, and just chat a little bit? I, I love you so much. You mean so much to me. And then he said, I said, Listen, I, God bless you. Don't, you love Jesus, don't you? Don't you put that, 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 What about this decision? How can you do this? Oh, Pastor, somebody might get mad at me. Yes! Yes, people will get mad at you. They got mad at Jesus. Jesus told us they're going to get mad at you. But if we're going to help people seriously consider the claims of Christ... We've got to talk the claims of Christ. We've got to step up and be leaders at times and say, Brother, this is out of line. This isn't good. Look at what the Word of God says. You say, Well, what if they, what if they walk away from you? Better that they walk away from you, you telling them the truth, than them stand next to you doing a lie. Are you with me today? Now, we don't go. You don't go and yell at them and preach at them. You go and you reason together. Pray together. You talk through the thing. You say, help me understand how you, do you see this aligning with God's Word. Now, maybe we should go talk to somebody else. Do the Word of God. Listen, do you believe God has great things? He wants you to have life to the full. This isn't it. But for a church to be able to do the will of God, we've got to align ourselves 
God will do what He says He's going to do. All I've got to do is be in obedience to His Word. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fret. I just have to be in obedience to His Word. To obey His Word. That people would possess the wholeness that comes from being a submitted part of the body of Christ. God wants to put you in a family of believers. What we do today, we celebrate membership. We commit to each other. And inside of that commitment, there's a wholeness, a part of belonging that's bigger than me and greater than me that allows me to be a part of a work in the kingdom that brings wholeness into, into my life where I know people love me and care about me. Everybody's not going to love you. You church church. Sometimes church doesn't. But we should choose to love each other when we love each other. And that people would possess the fulfillment that comes from expressing their divine
admire or is he your role model? And for a lot of people, for a lot of people, Jesus is somebody they admire. They love him. They think he's great. They still want to live like him because they still got enough of the flesh in them. They don't want to be like him. But when you understand that he is showing us the way to real life, then you understand he should be my role model. Jesus didn't come to this earth to serve, he, uh, to be served. He came to serve. Jesus didn't come to this earth to seek out what was good for him, for him in the moment. He came to serve our greatest need. Do you think it was a great ideal thing for Jesus to go to the cross? No, but he went to the cross for us to serve our need, yours and mine. He died there, paid the price there, so that we could have new life. And if He is our role model, if we're going to be like Him, if we're going to experience what He experienced, then we need to give our lives and serve others. That's where the meat's at. That's where the meat's at. That's why we gave you these cards today. something. 
not being fed. That, that's the rumblings. Those are the rumblings of a hungry soul. And when you begin to feed that hungry soul with real meat, friends, the world can do whatever it wants to to you, and that bitterness won't latch a hold of you anymore because you'll have living water in you. The world may not like what you say or what you do, but you're going to have living water flowing through you. When you when you begin to do the work of the ministry, friend, when you begin to do what you're called to do, you begin to find satisfaction and wholeness. And all, does everything get perfect in my life? No, the world around us is still messed up. We're just filled with living water. We're just filled with living water. And we never thirst again because we know where to go to get living water. Amen? Give the Lord a clap off.
starting to take shape as landscaping has begun. Seeding has been done for grass and 16 trees have been planted out on the new property and it really is looking great. Um, as Pastor Mark stated, when you came in this morning, you got a now card here. There are three spots here where you can either confirm your commitment, you can change it, or you can make a commitment. Maybe you weren't here when this first started and we want to give you the opportunity to partner with us because we are really, really, really looking forward to November 1st, aren't we? When we can be out in our new building um, together. And as we press ahead to the week, uh, this week, we just want you to really pray about what God would have you do in our now campaign. So ushers, would you please come forward? And we're going to pray and receive our now offering. Let's pray. God, you are everything. You are everything to us, and we are so grateful, not just for where we have been, but where we are going. God, we know that you have called us to do this, and Father, I just pray that your financial blessings would just pour forth on this church. God, for each giver, I pray and ask for your anointing and your blessing. Father, thank you for the opportunities that you give us, that you give us to give back just a portion. Father, we love you and are so grateful. Would you stand with me? We're going to conclude our service in prayer. God, thank you so much for my church family. Thank you so much for your love for us, God. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to worship you in freedom at this church. God, now go with us this week. May we be salt and light. God, may we be your hands and feet extended to a world that desperately needs to know that you're crazy about them. God, we love you. Thank you for all that you have. Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great week.